Hello, friends. It's me, the president of Chickenlandia. Did you know that I have a new book that is now available for purchase? You heard that right. It's called Let's All Keep Chickens, The Down-to-Earth Guide to Natural Practices for Healthier Birds and a Happier World. It's now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your local bookstore, and more. For more information on how you can grab your copy, just click the link in the show notes. It's so exciting, I can barely handle it. Okay, on with the show. Welcome to Chickenlandia's 100% friendly podcast, Bok Talk. This show will help you learn all about how backyard chicken keeping can be fun, entertaining, and stress-free. Here's your host, the president of Chickenlandia! Hello, friends! Welcome to Chickenlandia, and welcome to Bok Talk, your 100% friendly backyard chickens show. And in fact, today I'm going to say it's 110% because it's so hot outside. <laughs> Right before I started today, our air conditioning went out and thank goodness we got it working again, (laughs) but that was a bit of a scare. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here today, for watching me on YouTube, or if you are listening to the podcast, thank you so much for doing that. I am your host. I am the president of Chickenlandia, and I'm up here in the Pacific Northwest Today, we are going to answer the question, should you clip your chicken's wings? This is always a hot topic of debate in the chicken world, believe it or not. (laughs) There are very strong feelings about this. Um, But as you know, here in Chickenlandia, we are all about giving you information, balanced information, so that you can make an informed decision about what is right for your specific situation. And we do that in a 100% friendly way. So, you know, that's how we like to do it in Chickenlandia, keeping it simple and keeping it friendly. All right, so we are going to answer a listener question today. And if you want to submit a question to Talk and possibly become chicken famous, get that get that five minutes of chicken fame, <laughs> all you have to do is go to welcometochickenlandia.com and go to the contact section and then there's a little drop down menu and you can ask a chicken question. And definitely while you're there, you should join my mailing list. It is called Chickenlandia Nation and I do not spam. I am not a spammer. I don't like receiving spam and I don't like sending it. So, <laughs> But you should definitely join it. Um, you will get a discount for my online course, which is called Chickenlandia's Backyard Chickens 101, a chicken course for everyone. It's a super fun, interactive course. You get direct access to me. There's a place where you can ask questions and either myself or the Chickenlandia presidential advisor um, will answer your question, usually within like 24 hours. So it's a great, it's a great way to just learn a whole bunch about chickens. You know, if you're beginning, it's a great course. If you're intermediate, it's still a good course for you. Um, And I'm really proud of it. So I hope to see you there. All right. Before we dive deep 
deep into this uh, chicken clipping wings <laughs> controversy, <laughs> wing clipping controversy. Um, I need to make two announcements because you guys know I got to pay those chicken bills. And you know what? My chickens don't care about inflation. They don't, <laughs> they don't care. I keep trying to get them to care and they don't. So as always, I want to let you guys know that this podcast was brought to you by my friends at My Favorite Chicken. My Favorite Chicken is my favorite online shop to get my feed. I get my scratch and peck feed from there. They are great non-GMO, organic, social, socially responsible feed. I get my chicken supplies, all my chicken fun things like aprons and purses and that kind of stuff. Um, and chicken treats like chicken fondue, lo lots and lots of fun and important chicken items you can get from my favorite chicken. So I will leave that link in the description and in the show notes. This podcast was also brought to you by Small Pet Select. Small Pet Select is a local company to me and they have an online store that I absolutely love. Uh, they have three products that I'm using right now. Uh, one is their organic pine shavings, which are very good quality. Another is their pet greens, which is like this. It's a little pouch that you can, you put water in it and sprouts grow out. And it's so neat and kids love it. It's so fun. And chickens love it, of course. And also I just started using their flaked oyster shell, which my chickens actually really like. They actually like this oyster shell. So you can check out these and their other chicken products by clicking the link in the show notes and in the description. And there is a coupon in there for you too. So check them out. They also have fun stuff for like other fuzzy critters like chinchillas and rabbits and hamsters and stuff like that. So wing clipping. First, I want to start out by telling you a story because, you know, in Chickenlandia, we got lots of stories. Today, we're going to tell you a story. Um, and a lot of what I teach really, it, it comes from personal experience. It's not, not all of it, but a lot of it comes from personal experience. And this is something that happened to me many, many years ago. It was with my first flock of chickens, and it was right after I put them outside you know, for the first time. So I had like my baby chicks, they became juveniles and I put them outside for the first time. So during this whole time, I'm like nervous about everything I'm doing and something happened. So at that time I had two little dogs. I had a little dog named Junie. He was a, a toy poodle and I had a little Shih Tzu uh, named Darby and Darby was you know, he's a little black and white Shih Tzu and he only had one eye. <laughs> and they, these were both rescue dogs. They definitely had like the kind of issues that a lot of rescue dogs have. Um, but they were great little dogs. But even so, I kept them separate from my chickens because I just didn't trust them complete, completely with my chickens because they had not had, you know, the kind of training that's necessary for them to be around chickens. And I know that, you know, a lot of dogs, they have a prey drive. So I was being responsible and I had my chickens in an enclosed run with fencing and I would just keep my chickens and dogs separate. But I did not understand just how strong Darby's prey drive was. 
And because of this, I made a critical mistake. Uh, you know, back then I was so like, I, this was like at the beginning of like my chicken keeping craziness. <laughs> I started, this was like when the passion for chickens was like really on fire. It was really growing during this time. Uh, so I used to just go to the farm store just to like hang out and like talk to people there about chickens. Um, because that was my life back then. <laughs> um, so on that, on this particular day, I was like, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go up to the farm store. And I decided to leave Junie and Darby on my back porch. And, you know, they were totally inside dogs. It's not like I left them outside, like ever. This was the first time I was like, oh, I'm just going to leave them outside because they liked being outside. It was a really nice day. It was in the summer. And up here, you know, the summers are, are very mild. So it was a nice day. I decided to leave them outside and I went to the farm store and I came back maybe about an hour or an hour and a half later. So when I came back, Junie, the poodle, was just whining and crying on the porch and he looked totally panicked. And I was like, what is going on? Like, why, why is he doing that? Um, he was just like shivering. Like he knew, you know, there was something really bad happening and he didn't know what to do about it. So I just, I went inside, I let Junie in, but I couldn't, I called Darby and I, I couldn't, you know, he didn't come in. So I didn't know where he was until I looked out the back window. Now this is when I lived in the, I, you know, I, I used to live in the suburbs. So I looked out the back, back window and from the back window, I could see the chicken yard and I saw Darby in the chicken yard. He had dug under the fence, which I didn't know he even had like those skills. <laughs> Cause I mean, this is a 10 pound dog. Okay. He had dug under the fence, got into the chicken yard and was absolutely terrorizing my chickens. And my heart just sank. I just could not believe. Like, I mean, I was like, what, what is happening? So I ran outside. I had like my socks on. I was running in the chicken yard with just socks, which is like gross. Because <laughs> I'm getting like chicken poop all over my socks. Trying to just like get, like get Darby out of there, who was just crazed. He was like, he was like in another dimension. He was just like, you know, his one eye was like <laughs> bulging because he just had like this, such an intense prey drive and dogs that are domesticated, like they don't really know, like they don't even really know what they're doing. They're just like following this primitive instinct that they have. And so he was, he wasn't like killing the chickens and he wasn't trying to eat them or anything. He was just terrifying them. So I'm running around with my socks. I'm literally running around all over my neighborhood because there's like chickens everywhere. And um, they had like flown out of the chicken yard. They were in my neighbor's yard. Some were like higher, like in the trees or on the top of fences and stuff. And, you know, eventually I got all the chickens back and two of them were, they had gone into shock and they, they had no injuries but they had, he literally had scared them into shock. And I did lose them a couple of days later. It was so sad because I didn't, you know, I mean, I was new, I was new to all of this. 
So I didn't, you know, I did not blame Darby. I blamed myself because I, you know, that was a really hard lesson. Like I learned about predator proofing for digging predators, even if those predators are your dogs. I learned about that that day. And that was a really, really hard lesson. And the other lesson that I learned is that the chickens that survived this attack and did better were the ones that were able to fly away, either over the fence or up to a higher area. So um, this leads me to today's question. It is from a listener. Her name is Danielle, and she says, do you have a tutorial or any thoughts or suggestions on clipping chickens' wings? So there are reasons that I would advise clipping wings, and there are reasons that I would advise not to clip wings. So here are the reasons that I would advise you not clip your chicken's wings. And the main reason, obviously, from what I just told you, is that flying is the main way for chickens to get away from predators. That's a very important thing that they really need to have in order to get away from predators. So when, when Darby attacked my flock... The ones that were affected less were the lighter breeds that were better flyers and my bantams that were better flyers. They were able to get over the fence. They were able to get into the neighbor's yards. They were able to get into higher areas. The two chickens that I lost were the ones that were, they were heavy breeds. They just like stuck to the ground. And sometimes when chickens get like scared, they freeze. So he was just barking at them. And that was enough just to send them into, you know, the space where they just couldn't, they couldn't physically come back out of it. So, you know, if you clip your chicken's wings and you have a predator attack, it is very likely going to be a lot harder on your flock than it would be if you hadn't clipped their wings. Because, you know, because if if they're able to fly, then they have a better chance of getting away. So that that is a very, very important thing to keep in mind when you're considering whether or not to clip your chicken's wings. So the other reason is, it's just, you know, I, I'm very natural leaning and their wings and their feathers, like this is a natural part of their body. Um, even if there's no way that a predator could get to them, you know, when chickens are frolicking and playing, They will fly from one area to another. They will, you know, even in, you know, my run, they will fly. They'll like run and flap their wings. And I think this is a really important experience for them. It's an important part of their instinct. And I think their flight feathers are important for this type of behavior. So that's another reason why you might, you know, give it a second thought about clipping your chicken's wings. So, and, you know, I should have said this at the beginning, the reason that you would clip one of their wings is because it will it can it will keep them from flying away. Okay? So in case you didn't know that, I should have said that at the beginning. That would be the reason to clip one of your chicken's wings and it keeps them it just keeps them from flying out of out of your yard. Okay. So so I mentioned the two main reasons, like getting away from predators and you know, keeping their bodies intact because that's, that's naturally how their bodies are supposed to be. But 
That doesn't mean that clipping wings is is wrong, okay? Across the board, it is not it's not wrong. There are situations where it might actually be more dangerous and more of a threat to their quality of life to not clip their wings. Okay? So for instance, let's say if for whatever reason you don't you don't keep your chickens in an enclosed run, um, so there's no wiring or netting on top of your run, or you have your chickens free ranging in your space in your area of the yard, um, and you want to keep them within the boundaries of your yard, the boundaries of your fence, um, and maybe if they if they breach those boundaries, they'll actually be in more they they'll be putting themselves in more danger. So either by exposing themselves to predators on the other side of the fence or becoming a nuisance to your neighbors, because that can that can put the chickens in danger, too. People don't like a bunch of chickens in their yard digging up their their garden, you know, and I don't blame them. (laughs) So, you know, I always say, like, in most situations, it is risk versus risk. Okay, and you have to decide what is best for for your situation and not worry about what other people's absolutes are because absolutes are usually not based on reason. And, you know, everybody's situation is, is different. So if it would actually be more dangerous for your chickens to be hopping over the fence um, than it would be for them to, you know, have have their wings and have, you know, predators get into their fence and they can't get away from them, then you know, I would definitely consider clipping their wings to keep them safer in that circumstance. Now, if you decide that you are going to clip your chicken's wings, here's what you need to do. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to describe this, you know, this is a podcast. Um, I'm going to describe this, but I'm also going to give you some resources that you can look at. So, because it's, I think for something like this, it's really helpful to have a visual resource. Okay. Um, what you need to do is only, you're only clipping your chicken's primary flight feathers and only on one side. Okay. The, the goal is to put them off balance so they can't take flight. So, you know, when they're trying to, when they're trying to take flight, they just can't get that balance. Um, and when you're fanning out your chicken's wings, like if you, if you pick them up and fan their wing out, you will see that the the primary flight feathers are going to be the first feathers. They're large feathers across the bottom of their wings. Okay. They're large. They're very easy to locate. I don't have a visual uh, tutorial on my website right now. It's just, you know, honestly, because this is not something I do in my own flock, um, possibly uh, the Chickenlandia presidential advisor, she writes a lot of blogs on my website. So possibly in the future, that might be a blog that she writes. But if you want to see a really good, like short, easy to follow video, and it's an entertaining video too, and the 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 narrator is British. So, you know, like if they're British, it's easier to listen to. <laughs> um, there's a very good short video tutorial on Omelette's uh, YouTube channel, and that's O-M-L-E-T. And I'm going to link that video. I think it's like four minutes long. I'm going to link that into the description and then the show notes for you to watch. Um, Omelette is a company in the UK. They make really good quality chicken coops. In fact, my first chicken coop was from Omelette. It's called an Egloo. 
Um, and they're really good quality coops. Uh, they're plastic coops. And at the time, like there was nothing like that in the US. Uh, this was many years ago. But, and I was like, I'm going to get the fanciest coop from the UK because you know my chickens are bougie. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so I'm not sponsored by Omelette, but Omelette, if you're listening, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, I will leave that that link in the show notes for you. So I'm also going to link, if you don't want to watch a video, there is a good blog that's on a uh, Meyer Hatchery website. And I am going to post that for you. It's got good pictures and a really easy explanation on how to do it. Um, if you don't want to watch the, a whole video, I will put that in the description and in the show notes for you. So, you know, you're going to cut the primary feathers and you will cut them straight across um, and they're right below a smaller set of feathers that are layered above them, which are called the covert flight feathers. So that's how you know you're going to cut them like right below that second layering of feathers. And it will not hurt them. Okay. This is like them getting a haircut. But just, just to be sure, you know, definitely look, get yourself a visual aid so you can see. And those two resources are going to be really good for you. And you also need to use a, a good sharp pair of scissors. Okay. You don't want dull scissors because then it's going to be hard to cut through these feathers because they're, they're strong, tough, big feathers. Okay. And also it would make it more uncomfortable for your chicken if it's like difficult for you to be cutting these feathers. It's a good idea. I don't, I don't think this is going to happen because this is pretty foolproof. It's pretty easy. But it is a good idea to have either some cornstarch or some quick stop nearby just in case you happen to, you know, cut the wrong feather or something and there's some bleeding going on or cut in the wrong place and there's some bleeding going on. Then um, you can use the quick stop or the cornstarch corn to stop that bleeding. Okay. But if you, if you look at the videos and you look at these visual resources, I really don't think that's going to happen because like I said, it's very easy to do. So I hope, I, I hope that this takes some of the mystery out of this for you. I get a lot of questions about clipping chicken's wings. Um, so I hope, and I know some people feel conflicted about it, but I hope this helps you to make that decision whether or not this is going to be something that is right for your flock. And, you know, whatever decision you make, it'll be the right one. And don't worry about what anyone else thinks. And remember that these feathers will grow back when they molt again, okay? So even if you decide, if you do it, and then you decide, you know what, this isn't for my flock, there's always another season to make a different decision, okay? Just like just like life, you know? We, go, we have different seasons, different decisions. We're all growing and changing and all that good stuff. So uh, Danielle, thank you so much for your question. I hope this was helpful for you and I hope it's helpful to everybody that was listening. Okay, I'm gonna open up the chat for questions now. So Judy Jackson, she asks, help me please, I have nine hens left. I assume that's hens. A friend gave me three chickens. Two of them are roosters. Nobody wants to stay in the chicken coop. I cleaned that out completely and I am getting no eggs. I went from seven to zero. Any suggestions? So Judy, the first thing I'm going to ask is what is the temperature like where you are? 
because it, it's hot in a lot of places. I don't know where you are. I don't know if you're in the U.S. I don't know what part of the U.S. you're in. But if you are in an area where it is hot, they will take a break from, from laying during that time. Um, a lot of chickens will. Some chickens will keep laying. Some chickens will lay no matter what. But a lot of chickens will quit laying when the temperatures get very high. The other possibility is your chickens are molting. Um, and definitely if they, if you've had like a change that, that can also be, a, a something that will make them stop. So if they're a little bit stressed out, if the, if the, um, dynamic, the pecking order dynamic has changed, they may take a break from laying during that time. So one thing that you can do is there is a product, um, I mean, you can just wait, like they, they will begin to work something out as long as they're not continuously having like a stressful situation. Um, they will get used to it. They will work out a new pecking order and they will start laying again. Okay. But another thing that you can do is you can get a product called rescue remedy. This is a flower essence that you can get like at Petco and PetSmart. Usually they have it and they have it at health food stores or you can get it online. It is a, a flower essence. It works like energetically, kind of like a homeopathic does. So if this is something that you're into, you know, I definitely use homeopathics and flower uh, essences in my flock. Uh, rescue Remedy can calm them down and kind of get them back to normal again if they if they're going through a stressful situation. There are, if you're having other dynamics happen in your flock that is causing stress, there are some other flower essences. I did a podcast about that. I don't know. I think it was like three months ago. And I will put that in the description and in the show notes for you whenever I'm done uh, recording right now. But um, yeah, I, you know, if it's hot, they're going to, they're probably stopping, but it sounds like you've had some disruptions going on in your flock. So that may be another reason that they stop laying. Uh, so the Naked Gardeners asked, what can you give your hens to help them grow their feathers back faster? So when they're molting, I, I really I really try not to like um, push them through a molt because you there is there are ways to do that. Um, but to support them and to get them kind of to gr growing their feathers back really well, which I'm sure that's what you mean, like just kind of support them through their molt. So that it doesn't take like three months for them to molt because some chickens like it takes them forever. You can supplement a little bit, a little bit of extra protein, not a lot because, you know, I think people go, they kind of look at protein as like this panacea, like, oh, whatever's going on with your chickens, give them more protein. But that can actually, you know, cause them stomach problems, can cause them digestive problems. So you don't want to give them too much protein. Um, if they're on like a 16% protein feed, you can give them a little more and you can do that like with scrambled eggs. You can give them no salt tuna, um, you know, lean meats. Um, you can give them grubs or mealworms if you want to buy something. Give them a, a little bit of extra protein and that will help to build their feathers. The other thing that I think is a really good idea is to give them a course of vitamins during their molt. So you could go and get some good chicken vitamins and 
um, give that to them, give them like a two week course of it. And that will help them help to support them to get through their molts. And so they won't be just like in this, I swear there's some chickens that are like in this continuous state of molting and, you know, my frazzles are basically there (laughs) and they take a long time. And my, and my one, um, Tolbunt, uh, frizzle Polish chicken, she takes a long time to molt and she suffers. Like, um, she actually, you can tell she's got, you know, some vitamin deficiencies going on when her body is working so hard on growing more feathers. So yeah, a little bit of extra protein. And, uh, I do have like a, a recipe for some suet cakes. I can post that in the description and in the show notes for you, but I wouldn't give that when it's super hot. Um, you, you can wait until the fall to do that if your chickens are molting in the fall. And, uh, it's always good to do a, a course of vitamins during a molt. I hope that helps. Okay, Vicky French asks, how old are chickens when they start to lay eggs? Mine are 92 days old. Rhode Island Reds. Um, usually at about 20 weeks, you know, anywhere from like, uh, sometimes early as like 14 weeks, but usually it's like 16 to 20 weeks, they should start laying. Now, that is, that's an average. Definitely the weather, the climate that you're in, that has a lot to do with it. So if they're just coming in to lay right now, if they're just coming into, you know, maturity right now and they should be laying, you you know, you feel like they should be laying right now because they're 20 weeks or older, they might, if it's really hot where you are, they might not start laying yet until it cools down a little bit. So keep that in mind. The other thing is, is if you get your chickens, you know, let's say you get baby chicks in the summer and they reach the point of lay, like at the end of the summer and they reach the point of lay right when the days start to get shorter, they will wait until after the days start to get longer before they start to lay again. So in that case, it may take more than 20 weeks. Okay. But in general, it's usually about 16 to 20 weeks. Sometimes a little earlier, sometimes a little bit longer, depending on the breed and the climate that you're in. Uh, Ditto Soldier 62 asks, does it matter how long you clip the feathers? You do, you want to do it just under, and you can, you will be able to tell from the diagrams that I, you know, that I link you to in the, in the show notes and the description, but you want it to be like just under where uh, their top layer of feathers start, uh, ends. So their their covert flight feathers, it will be just under that. And that will make a lot more sense when you can, when you have a visual aid. So, and I apologize for not having that, but this is a podcast. <laughs> so I have to like kind of, uh, you know, make it clear to whoever's listening. And I think this is something where it's like, you really need to look at a picture of a chicken's feathers to make sure that you're doing it correctly. Um, so Peanut asks the questions at what age, and actually Coop Duvall actually, Coop Duvall actually, actually asks kind of the same question. So Peanut asks, at what age do you stop giving your chicks chick grit? And Coop Duvall asks, when do you start giving the larger grit? So it depends on the breed of chicken and the size of chicken. So if it's a standard size chicken, probably at like 12 weeks, they're probably going to start needing um, bigger grit. But if you have t- tiny little bantams, like right now the baby chicks I have are like itty bitty, um, they will be on chick grit, you know, 
until a little bit later, probably until they, you know, I don't know, probably about like 16, 17, 18 weeks, I would keep them on it just because they're so small. But yeah, definitely by 20 weeks, by the point of lay, you'll want to switch them over to layer grit. Okay, I'm going to answer one more question. And it is from Andrea Rini. I hope, or Renee, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your last name wrong or your middle name or your, your name (laughs) wrong. Hi all. I have a list of my chickens ready. Oh, that's so much fun. That's so exciting when you get like the, the list, you've got the list ready, (laughs) but I live in Montana. Is this a terrible time to get babies? So I, I don't think, you know, for new brand new chicken keepers, The ideal scenario would be for you to get baby chicks in the spring when baby chicks are naturally being born. There is is a reason why mother hens usually go broody in the spring because that is the best time uh, and the best conditions for baby chicks to be, you know, to be growing up. And the issue sometimes is when people get them in, on off times of the year is that once when they're ready to go outside, the weather outside isn't, isn't great. It's not, it's not conducive to putting baby chicks outside, to putting juvenile chickens outside. And so they will have like a period of like having to acclimate their chicks to the outside weather Whereas if it was, you know, late spring, early summer, they may not have those concerns. You could just put the baby chicks outside and they would be fine. So if you get your baby chicks now, and I don't know what part of Montana that you're in, you know, if you get them now and it's really cold when it's time to put them outside, my advice to you is that you don't want to just take them suddenly off heat and put them outside. You have to acclimate them to the outside. So if it's getting under 50 degrees, you can't just put your put juvenile chickens outside. Okay, so eight-week-old chickens, you need to acclimate that. And you can do it. It's a, it's a fairly, you know, quick, depending on the extremity, you know, depending on the weather where you are, it should be a, a pretty quick acclimation because once chickens have all their feathers – they, you know, they're insulated. They're very well insulated. And they also use each other to keep to keep the, the flock warm at night. But, um, you know, before 12 weeks, it's you're you're running the the risk of having them de- get too cold. Um, so you may consider some safe supplemental heat in the coop. You might consider bringing them, you know, leaving them outside during the day and bringing them inside at night when it's getting colder. Um, these are all things to consider when you're getting chickens in an off season. The other thing to consider is if you've got chickens and it's time to put them outside when it's really hot. You know, that's another thing to consider. Okay. So I do have a video about when it's like, uh, you know, when to, how to safely put your baby chicks outside. So I'm going to link that video in the description in the, in, in the show notes, you know, I, Andrea, I don't, I don't want to discourage you from getting them right now, but at the same time you should know and be prepared that there might be a longer acclimation process when you're, when you're ready, when they're ready to go outside. And when they're juveniles, 
you will also be ready to put them outside <laughs> because they're, they're like messy dinosaurs. Okay. <laughs> like, dusty, poopy baby dinosaurs and you will, you will want them to be outside. So that's just something to consider. I just want people to be prepared and to know what to expect, you know, when, when the time comes. So guys, I know that there are more questions and I am sorry, I cannot get to them all today. You can submit your question on my website. Welcome to chickenlandia.com. Go to the contact section and you'll see, ask a chicken question. Please keep in mind, I get a lot of questions, like a lot, a lot of questions. So I cannot respond to emergencies. I, I'm not a veterinarian. I can't answer every question. I do read them all and I try to get to as many as I can. And But you know, you never know, your question might be chosen for Bok Talk and then you will be chicken famous. You will live forever. <laughs> you will be, you'll be immortal in the chicken world. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you to my moderator and co-producer, Kelsey Paulus, also known as the Chickenlandia Presidential Advisor. Thank you to Talking to Crows for editing this episode and to Double M Ranch for their wonderful podcast art. Friends, if you enjoyed this podcast, please remember to give me a thumbs up. And remember to rate and review it, especially if you're listening to it on your podcast app, if you're on, um, you know, the um, the Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening to it, please remember to rate and review it. That really helps me a lot. It helps to put my podcast in front of, in front of people so that they can hear the message of Chickenlandia. And the most important message that Chickenlandia gives to the world is don't forget this you are always welcome in chickenlandia thanks guys bye dahlia monterosso also known as the president of chickenlandia is a backyard chicken educator in northwest washington to submit your question to balk talk visit welcome to chickenlandia.com we'll see you next time Bye-bye.